Hello, welcome to Exploit It. I'm Alexis Jowski. I'm Kevin Daly. And for this bonus episode, we're looking at My Bloody Valentine from 2009, directed by Patrick Lussier. Exactly what did you see? Something was following us. horrific event this town has ever seen. Authorities are calling this the Valentine's Day Massacre. In the town of Harmony, something unexplainable Hello? is happening. Come here, you better check this out. What is it? This January, to witness what do you want the most frightening 3d motion picture event to tear through the screen Director Patrick Lussier has this movie got in. I'm like, who is I, I know this style. He directed Drive Angry. Oh, okay. That really. I've not seen that, but I do remember that. Yeah. Also, the same writer, Todd Farmer, oh. who wrote Drive Angry, My Bloody Valentine, and Jason X. Oh, I love me some Jason X. Yeah, that writer does make an appearance in this movie. Nice. We'll get to it. <laughs> so. This movie starts by shouting at you angrily. <laughs> yeah, it does. It just starts so loud, and it's like, The mine collapsed! Everyone's buried alive, and words are flying at you. And it's like, well, fuck you too, movie! Jesus! This movie hits the ground running, by the way. <laughs> it does, just throwing at you all this There thing. is no, there is no, like, build-up. This just goes right into everything. Does the mind collapse? Everybody's dying, and there's just things flying at you. It's like, oh shit, this isn't 3D, isn't it? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was My Bloody Valentine 3D, because 2009 was... Yep. ...that craze. My, uh, my wife said she was pissed off when this movie came out, because... It was a, a horror movie that did not come out at Halloween time, so she was annoyed that it came out probably around Valentine's Day. I don't really remember. It probably did, but we're, we're looking at it for Father's Day. Oh, why not? So it's really... There are dads involved, I think. Somewhere. Yes, there were. Well, there was in the last one, you know. That's true. In the nineteen. 19- that guy is killing everybody in the mine to honor his dead father. I mean, if a Christmas tree showing up in a movie can make it a Christmas movie, a dad showing up in a movie can make it a Father's Day movie, right? As long as there is a father in the movie. There you go. Perfect. Nailed it. A Christmas story? Father's Day movie. Father's Day movie. Yeah. That's right. But really obvious 3D with these headlines flying about. And Harry Warden murdered the other miners. Like, they weren't down there for five weeks, like in the original. No, uh, he just went all, like... I'm going to save myself some oxygen and kill all these fuckers. And they get him out, and they take him to the hospital in a coma. It turns out uh, 
the main character from the first movie, who they call Tom in this movie, but I'm guessing it's TJ still. Yeah, well, in the original, TJ stood for Tom Jesse. Tom Jesse, because Sarah calls him Jesse several times in the movie just to confuse us all. And the credits, yes. the credits call him Tom. Anyway, he's Tom in this one, and he's actually the one responsible for this incident this time. Yeah, he's the one that's like, hey, Harry, you and the guys go work in tunnel number five. And Harry's right. like, but tunnel number five is super, super dangerous. Well, I don't know. Blame my dad. He owns the mine. I don't care. Right. And he just sends them off to their death. And Harry Warden, he wakes from his coma, like, right away and kills fucking everybody in the hospital. It just goes in. Like, no, just YOLO kills them all. Like, this isn't like, it's <laughs> just tearing people up. And it has this beautiful reveal because, like, the police are there because we only see Harry sitting on the bed as the nurse checks on him. Right. And then we see the cops come in and there's this dead gutted nurse and the camera just keeps showing us the rest of the hospital and there's dead bodies fucking just everywhere. everywhere. Motherfucker's like a superhuman. Like, how did he kill all these people? And I'm like, okay, so Harry Warden definitely is our killer this time. Well, in this scene. Yeah, for a while. For, for a while, he is killing lots of people. Because there's all these kids having a party at the mine now. Because great fucking decision. And it's at like... the death mine. Every kid in the neighborhood is there at the death mine. And we meet Tom, who's with who's dating Sarah. And Axel is dating this girl, Irene. Irene, right, that's right. And they have a random girl with them named Lisa. Yeah. And they're all partying at the mine. You know, and Tom... The, establishes himself fully as an asshole because he's the manager of this mine where his own crew just died and he's like let's go party on their graves and also yeah he's the one responsible for it like, yeah and instantly harry is there and just starts killing the fuck out of, it, out of everybody yeah, they, like i said no breaks on this one just right into it i mean we get just that like one minute breather where we meet tom sarah and axel they're like we're at the mine let's go party Oh, I don't know about this. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. Okay. And then, ba boom, back to slaughter. Right. We have the, the pickaxe through the back of the head, so the eye will shoot out for the 3D. For the 3D. The fun of the 3D. Yep. And it's so fucking sudden. We don't know Harry's in the mine yet. Just this kid, just boom, his head explodes. Right. I do appreciate that no punches pulled on the, uh, the violence of this movie. I was also expecting infinite jump scares. I'll say there weren't as many. It's 2009. I was expecting a lot of them. They uh, they kind of did, didn't have too many jump scares. I was happy about that. Yeah. And so we're instantly in the climax of the first movie. You've got Axel, T Tom, and Sarah hiding out. Yeah. This one kid wanders in the mine. Jason, where are you, Jason? And Dead. He, he, <laughs> he knocks himself out. Yep. He runs into like one of the mine, the beams. And there's that one girl who gets her head sliced halfway. Yeah. And so we have her head sliding down this plate of metal at us for the 3D. And I'm like, that would have been disturbing <laughs> in 3D. Yeah. And so they all get out of the mine in time. Tom, Sarah, and Irene make it out. Not Tom, Axel. Axel, Sarah, and Irene, they're getting in the car. Tom's gotten winged. Yeah, and he's like, help me, guys. And they're like, nope, fuck you, Tom. Nope, peace out. Fuck off. We're out of here. And so Harry's about to kill Tom, but the police officer shows up and shoots the shit, shit. out of him. Right. And so Tom lives. 
Oh yeah, he comes in dual wielding pickaxes and yeah. tossing them. Yes. Yeah, Harry is such a badass. He's just throwing pickaxes. And that's where I have the note with what the fuck is this fucking movie? Because it's just yeah, so fast-paced. Well, now that I know it's the writer of Jason X, all of this makes sense. Yes. Every every last bit of this scene, this, this part of the movie makes sense. Because that's what Jason Jason X is like. Just yeah, he's just superhuman. Right. Like, and I got a thrill out of him just dual-wielding pickaxes, throwing them at the screen. It was really awesome. Fucking ridiculous. It's great. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. Let's get right to it. Nova Scotia's hottest new nightclub is Tunnel Number 5 at the New Hanniger Mine. Only recently, the site of a deadly explosion, cave-in, and crazy cannibal that ate everyone, this hotspot has everything. Drunk teenagers, psychopaths in respirators, severed heads, and for Valentine's Day, try the all-new Dollar Shot Bar. DJ Mad Harry Warden is dropping the beats and dropping bodies down the mine. Yes, that crazy killer is still around, making this the craziest place to party. Everybody! Don't like your girlfriend's face? Don't worry about it. This crazy miner will swing a pickaxe through her skull and boom! New face! Want to run off with your best friend's hot girlfriend? Just leave that dude in the fucking mine while you and her run off together. What's he going to do about it after the place caves in? So this Valentine's Day, take your date to tunnel number 5 at the new Hanager mine for the craziest time you'll ever have. And then we skip to 10 years later. And apparently Harry's killed 22 motherfuckers with the Maddox. I have no idea how he did that. Yeah, he's killed 22 people. Pickaxes. At one time. Like, in, in just one rampage. Axel is now the town sheriff. Yeah. The town is now called Harmony, by the way. And, yeah, I'm like, Axel's the sheriff. Okay. And he's married to Sarah, who was Tom's girlfriend. Tom, meanwhile, has fucked out of this movie for a bit. Yeah, I can't remember if Axel says this to Sarah or Megan, the other girl. It's like, I, I hate when you do that. It makes it seem like we're an inbred mining community. And she goes, we are an inbred mining community. No, I think it's the, there's, what happens is there's this, Axel's doing an interview on TV, and one of the old guys, I think it might be the original sheriff, says that about make it seem like an inbred mining, and Axel goes, we are an inbred mining community. Oh, original sheriff, by the way, is played by Tom Atkins. Oh, okay. Who was in Halloween 3. Yeah, nice. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> it just made me laugh, because when he said, you make us look like an inbred mining town, I literally wrote, you kind of are. And then, <laughs> then the line played, I'm like, well played, Sheriff. And then we have this horribly awful like setup, because they're all in a diner, okay? Right. Which made me think Sarah worked at the diner, but no, Sarah actually runs the grocery store nearby. Which I guess is her family's grocery store. Yeah, and one of her employees, this young girl named Megan, is there. And Axel's like, I'm leaving. And then Megan tells Sarah, I'm going to be late to work. So they're obviously fucking. Right. And they, you know, Axel and Megan go off to have sex in some creepy-ass cabin. But it turns out, I think it's Axel's 
dad's old place question mark it's shitty old abandoned cabin and megan gives him a valentine right um well she complains about the thing and he's like well we can't really go to the motel you know with the sheriff's car (laughs) and given the quality of that motel i'm not sure even without the sheriff's car we should go there yeah we get to that motel later yes we do megan has this uh valentine's day that's like i'll love you or something yeah I mean, it's significant what it says, because it's brought up later, but I can't right. remember. And he's like, oh, I didn't get you anything for Valentine's Day. And she's like, you already did. I'm pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> Axel's a tool. Cheat on his wife and doesn't wrap it up. Yep. And I have another note of this fucking movie. Because it's like, okay, now we've got this pregnant girlfriend that, like, he stole Tom's girlfriend and now cheats on her with this young teenager. I, I will say just... Just full disclosure, by the end of the movie, I kind of liked Axel as a character. Maybe not thinking as a good person, but an interestingly written character. But we'll get to that at the end. Yeah, he's much better than any character in the original. Yep. Actually, most of the people are better than any character in the original. That's true. The, the characters in this movie are much more, much more likable. So we meet Tom again, who was haunted by that event ten years ago. Yep. And his family owns the mine, and he's selling the mine now that his dad's dead. So the entire town hates Tom. And I was like, I mean, being a dick to him isn't going to change his mind about selling. And 22 of his peers were murdered, and he was almost killed. So, I mean, I'd probably sell the mine, too. But Tom's ignorance pisses me off the whole fucking movie. Well, yeah, I mean. Because he knows this whole town hates him, A, because of, you know, what happened 10 years ago. And B, because he's selling the mine, which is going to put, you know, that whole town out of business. So everybody yeah. fucking hates Tom, but he just keeps strutting around town this <laughs> whole fucking movie. That's true. And acting but, like, oh no, poor me, anytime someone's movie, mad. This whole movie could have been saved if uh, they just had DocuSign back then. Yes. Because he, he wouldn't never... have to go to the town, he can sign off, never have to step foot in the fucking town. Yeah. Oh, I'm just in town to fill out paperwork. Yeah, but he's there for like four fucking days. I mean, realistically, what he should have done, like if he wanted to sell the mine, which makes complete sense, he'd want to sell the mine. He should have just sold his shares, his, his his stake to the other guys on the board, like that old dude who was pissed off at him. Just sell it to him, let him run the mine. Yeah, because the, the, that old dude is like, you're destroying the town. He's like, well, I'm the primary shareholder, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. I mean, and that's fair, but also, he could have just sold his stake to this guy and let him run it. Like, that's, that no one's pissed off at him because the mine's still in the town. He gets out, doesn't have to deal with the trauma anymore, and movie over. But that is not nearly as entertaining of a film. Well, maybe whatever investors he's selling it to give him far more money than anybody in that town could hope to afford, I, I guess. I suppose. They never bring up who he's selling it to. So. And so Tom is staying at the shittiest hotel in Canada. <laughs> Or maybe it's the best one. I don't know. It's this fucking sex motel. Um, and it's unashamedly a sex motel. There are mirrors oh, on the ceiling. And they got this fucking little heart bathtub. And, and it's the proprietor is this two-foot-tall woman who's running around looking for her dog. And it's just hilarious because it's so random. And we get totally naked couple fucking, who we find out the girl is Irene, who was dating Axel at the beginning. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I'm like, is this the girl from the beginning? It looks kind of like hers. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, only now she's completely naked. We never see this woman in clothes as an adult. Right. She's naked the entire time of the movie. The like, entire, full frontal, everything. Yeah. And she's having sex with this trucker named Frank, and that is the writer, Todd Farmer. I, I had I had a I had a hunch. And also, like I'd just like to point out the the curtains. Uh you know, very much the style of two thousand nine. The curtains. Or, uh, well, not the curtains, I'm being Oh Yes. What I'm I, saying is her pubic hair is cut in the style of 2009. Yes. The height of 2009 pubic fashion. That's right. And so as they finish, she's laying in bed naked, and she's like, Oh, did you know St. Valentine's the patron saint of love? And she gives all this backstory of Valentine's Day, which is all completely wrong. But it makes for a very interesting uh, story, this setup. Um, I went and looked up the actual history. So, St. Valentine is the right. patron saint of beekeepers and epilepsy. Not not love. Well, I mean, if you have an epileptic seizure, well, beekeeping. And his feast day was February 14th. That's why we associate it with that day. The actual, right. like, traditions of Valentine's Day. Like, every Christian festival, they were just came from pagan cultures. Right. Um, and it was a festival called Lupercalia, where people picked their mates by, like, writing down their names and drawing them. So she's right about that. Only she was like, they were their secret lover for a year. No, they were a mate. They were married. It's fascinating stuff. And that Valentine's Day, as we know it, was made popular by Chaucer. <laughs> ah, Chaucer. The gift that keeps on giving. Also played by Paul Bettany in Night's Tale. Yes. So Frank apparently recorded their fucking their fuck and well and they have a crazy fuck such it's like real porno shit they're doing. Yeah, having a good time. And I don't know like is he blackmailing her or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's never really she just I guess takes takes offense that she's he's videotaping her. Chases him outside and she she's still naked. I mean she's pissed that he just like here throws the money at her like she's some Two cent hooker. I mean, you are you guys are fucking in a in a seedy sex motel. Let's, you know. And uh, we get our killer hiding in the truck and that just kills Frank. Frank the trucker is, you know, axed in the head. Right. And he chases Irene around and she's just naked running around the parking lot. Then runs inside, finds a gun, and she's running around, hides under a bed. Yep. And then uh. Yeah, uh the, our our motel owner comes in looking yeah. for the dog again. And I put, oh, please don't kill the midget. Uh, well, how about that? He puts her through the roof. Yeah. And then Irene is holding the bed frame. Because that stops, you know, a yeah. pickaxe. And so she's killed. Sorry, Irene. I kind of like that character, to be completely honest. But. Irene and the, the midget. I, I wanted more of her. Yes. It would be great, you know, in the, the following scene when the police are there to look at the murders. If she's still running around looking for her dog, you know, the police oh. are... Yeah, that would have been pretty funny. But no, she's dead. She we, is dead. And we get a scene where Tom goes to the supermarket, and again, strutting around the town where everybody hates him. I, I thought you were about to say Tom goes to the mayor. I'm like, no. <laughs> Tom goes to the mayor. <laughs> No, he goes to the supermarket and 
immediately it's like, hey, Sarah, let's get back together. I know I, I've been disappeared for 10 years, but, you know, I still love you. And for some reason, she actually, like, hears him out. She does. that's what Sarah's doing these. Yeah, movies. even though she points out, I'm married to Axel and we have a kid. Tom's like, I don't care. Right. And, again, we have the sheriff has sent a human heart for Valentine. Of course. And they're like, oh, Harry Warden's back. And they're like, no, Harry Warden's 100% absolutely dead. Actually dead. We actually shot him. And buried him. (laughs) And, oh, Tom goes to a bar. Oh, yeah. And he knows, again, that everybody in the town hates him. And his very presence in the bar causes a riot. Yes. And old Sheriff Tom Atkins kind of saves Tom. And he's like, oh. Oh, thank you, Sheriff. He's like, don't thank me. Get the fuck out of this town, you fucking asshole. And the police are investigating the murders, and they find the camera. Right. And so Axel's at home watching the footage, the sex footage, over and over again. Of his ex-girlfriend, by the way. Of his ex-girlfriend. And Sarah comes in like, what are you doing? I'm like, clearly he's, it's 3 a.m. and he's watching this sex tape over and over again. I'm, I'm sure you know what he was doing, Sarah. But he points out that you can see Tom walking past the room. Which, in the scene, when he's going to his room, he does glance in there. Yeah. And, let's see. Let's stop real quick for a commercial break. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. Are you a middle-aged man that wants to bang some hot young thing while your wife is working? Don't waste your time sneaking off to some old creepy cabin in the woods. Come on down to Town of Harmony's latest no-tell motel, Shorty Selena's Sex House. Yes, I'm barely two foot tall, but don't let that put you off the place, honey. You'll still get to nail that hot blonde bimbo with those big fake titties all you want. You've seen the girl, the one running around naked in the parking lot. She's all yours. You could even videotape it. I don't care. Every room has mirrors on the ceiling, so you get plenty of great views of whatever kinky things you're into when nobody's watching. We don't check IDs, so sign in however you want. Put down your real name or Moosecock Mitch. Nobody's going to check. Well, not really. Mitch ain't lying about that moosecock, ladies. So whatever you want, you can do it safely and discreetly here at Shorty Selena's Sex House. And if by chance you just happen to be into an older midget woman with a chihuahua, well, I'm available. And we're back. So, yeah, Tom is an ass. What do I have? Oh, so Tom confronts Axel about Sarah. Yeah. And Axel has the stupidest fucking line when he's like, Sarah is my wife that I have sex with. (laughs) Well, he's trying to... He's trying to get under Tom's skin, I think, here. Mm -hmm. And then Tom goes to the mine where, again, everybody hates him. And he gets trapped by the killer. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the killer kills this other dude. Yeah, with another more 3D eyeballs. But to, you know, to that guy's defense, he put up a good fight. He did. And I put in here, this is Scooby-Doo shit. Because I'm like, is this, like, 
let's have the killer in the mine to change the the market value of the mine is where I thought this was going. I mean, that is the plot of every episode of Scooby Doo. Yeah, that's not a bad guess. No, that's where I thought it was going. And then we have Megan and Sarah are in the supermarket closing. And it's the supermarket of jump scares. Yes, this this particular scene is jump scary. I mean, the movie as a whole doesn't have a lot of jump scares because they all they put them all in this scene. Yeah. There was a it must have had a jump scare budget. Yeah. Like if a movie has a quota though, they hit that quota with just one scene rather than spacing them out through the movie. They probably just shot the scene first, blew their wad on jump scares, and are like, well, no more to do. Oh, but this movie has a budget, though, like the beginning, and oh. The movie looks good. Oh, yeah, it does. It's actually shot very well. So the killer shows up and chases them all around, and they get locked in, like, some office, and there's bullshit about, like, trying to open the window and get the key. And it's like that scene in Friday the 13th, part two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh, the killer's not at the door anymore because the killer knows you're trying to climb out the window. He gets around there real goddamn fast. He does, and it's a supermarket. So he had to run all the way through the entire store, all the way around to the back, just to yank Megan out through the window and kill her. Yeah. The pregnant woman. And I hate when pregnant women die in movies like this. I know. I'm I'm with you there. Also, Also, I will say... Megan seemed like a nice enough girl. Like, yeah, I mean, she's hooking up with Sarah's husband, but, like, that's never the fault. I always say this. It's never the fault of the of the lover, the, the, of the mistress. The uh, He has, he's making his own decisions. And she obviously cares a lot about Axel for whatever reason. Well, yeah, she's a typically naive 18-year-old, and I don't mean that she's, like, shallowly written. She's... A typical, oh. you know. Yeah, I she, like Megan. She's a cool character. I'm sad that they kill her in this one. I wish we could get out a little bit more from her. She she's interesting. believes that she's in love with Axel and doesn't right. want to admit that he's just using her for sex. Right. But she's killed and written right above her is the shit that was on the Valentine. Yeah. And that's when Sarah confronts Axel with the, well, I fucking knew you were with Megan, right. like, I'm not stupid, you know, uh, but, you know, she knew about it, but she wasn't, she didn't really give a shit. Right. Well, they have a kid together, and it's pretty, well, was a pretty calm life. Yeah. Um, we get their kid watching TV at home. Yep. And the maid, she checks in on him, she's like, you're doing okay there, kid? Okay. She turns around, and then she's, like, instantly murdered. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how did she not see the killer? The killer, like, to have gotten behind her that quick would have had to have been in her line of vision when she was checking on the kid. You'd think, but slasher movie. And so the old cop decides to go search the house with this other girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they find the maid in the dryer. Yeah, nice little throwback here. Yeah, it's more gruesome. Yeah, with even better uh, better practical effects this time. And so the killer goes after the old sheriff. Oh, and his guts fly at the screen. Like, he eviscerates him and the guts fly at us. Yeah. And I'm like, that's too much. <laughs> really pushing the 3D. And so it's about this time that Tom confronts Sarah again. And it's like, I know I got something I have to show you. You have to come with me. 
Who it is that you have to come with me. Like, total, he is the killer. And he, um, that's about this time that Axel finds out what Tom's been doing for the past ten years. Right. Because Axel actually is doing his job. He is. And he finds out that Tom's been in a psychiatric hospital for the past ten years. He's fucking which, crazy. Which, to be fair, makes sense. And so he calls Sarah to, to give her a heads up. But she's in the car with Tom, and Axel's like, oh, shit, you're in the car with him. Oh, fuck. You know, and she's like, thanks for calling, Mom. Yeah, thanks for watching the kid, Mom. <laughs> and Tom's, you know, oh, was that Axel? Ah. And he's trying to show that Axel's the killer. Right. And takes her to the the spooky fuck cabin. Because we, but after we get to the reveal of the killer, we can come back to talking about Tom a little bit, because there's interesting bits in how he interacts in this movie. Anyway, mm -hmm. yes, he goes to the weird cabin. And she finds the valentine from Megan, mm -hmm. you know, and mad about it, but she finds all of these valentine's boxes in a kitchen cabinet. Right. They practically fill out all over her. <laughs> yes. So now it looks like Axel is the killer, because Axel shit's all there. Yeah. And the same thing was on the... The valentine was on the yep. wall, which she saw. And so she goes down in the mine. Axel and Tom both end up in the mine. And so she's got the gun, and she's got it on both of them, trying to decide who the killer is. Like that, yep, yeah, classic scene. And Tom's like, but, oh, yeah, Axel's the killer. I mean, he wrote this right above Megan, and that was in the valentine. And Sarah's like, how the fuck did you know any of that? Yeah, you weren't, you didn't see it. Yeah, so, yeah, Tom's the killer. And well, Tom is the killer, but he's also not the killer. Yeah, because at this point, he starts seeing the killer. He's like, look, Harry's right there. Go shoot Harry. Shoot Harry. He's coming. And we see him, you know, in the, the minor equipment walking. And yep. Axel and Sarah are like, Tom, there's nobody fucking there. Well, yeah, Sarah goes, that's nobody there. And Axel, Harry's not there, Tom. And Axel goes, oh, but you are there, aren't you, Harry? He's just like... Like, sad, like, understanding of what now has actually happened. That Tom because Tom has developed a disassociative identity disorder as a result of his trauma, and half the time he thinks he is Harry. Yeah. So Tom... Yeah, and so the scene we saw earlier where the killer locked Tom in... No, Tom locked himself in and killed this guy. Well, killed this guy, then well, locked himself in. Yeah, Tom, under Harry personality, kills the guy and then locks himself in. So Tom doesn't realize that he is the killer. Right. So all his trying to convince Sarah that Axel's the killer, he honestly believes Honestly that believed that Axel is the killer, yeah. yeah. But he's confronted with it here, and... He, he basically, Tom goes away. <laughs> well, no, she... Well, Tom, the Tom, the Tom... That, that's left of the Tom personality goes. Yeah, away. yeah. So it's just full-on Harry personality now. Right. And there's one bullet left in the gun. We, we get the climax with that. Yeah. And, you know, he's advancing on her. And so she shoots, and we have this Matrix-esque path of the bullet, this 3D bullet time. Which is super cheesy, but also kind of cool. As it rips through Tom's body... And then hits these um, methane tanks, I guess they are. Yeah, and then lots of shit blowed up real good. Lots of shit blowed up good. And apparently Axel and Sarah are just fine. 
They're all, I love you, I love you too, aww. Well, Axel's carted off. He did get uh, stabbed in the gut, but it might have missed uh, something vital. You can survive those. Yeah, well, he's on the stretcher, and he's okay. I he's mean, alive, though. He'll probably make it through. Yeah, and we have the people trying to rescue... I don't know why not trying to rescue Tom, just digging through the rubble. And finds that somebody's alive. Yeah, and it's Harry Tom, I guess. It's Harry Tom, yeah. And he kills this poor little first responder and steals his outfit. And walks off, setting up a sequel that will never happen. They'd wanted a sequel, but no producer was willing to, to gamble on it. Um, yeah, I put Tom lives and escapes, so what? Yeah. Um, there's not really a post-credit scene, per se. It's yeah, like overlaid over the end of the credits. Yeah, what was this? I don't even remember. I wrote silly post-credit sequence, but I don't even remember exactly what it was. Yeah, because like as the credits are wrapping up, it's we're we're looking in the mine, and you know we see the killer dressed as the miner just walking around the mine as the the credits are still rolling by. Yeah. And about the time you know the credits are done, he just kind of lunges at the camera. Oh yeah, that's what. Yeah, okay. And that's it. Just for for more three D exploitation. Yeah. Post credit boo. Is what oh, I. That's there you go. Because it's just a little jump here to boo. Uh, but this one was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah, it was really entertaining. Well, the first hour of the movie is fantastic. It does sag a bit in the middle, where it tries to be like a dramatic film, but uh, it it writes the ship pretty quickly. From the beginning, where it just starts shouting at you about a mining disaster. Yeah, I mean, I you know it's. It's, yeah, it's an aggressive film. Yeah, all the way from there to the end of the hotel sequences, it's just fucking perfect. Yeah. Because after the hotel, it starts to bog down. Yeah, a lot of the drama with Sarah, and Sarah's like, you're abandoning us, I just shit like that. I'm like, what are we on, like, One Tree Hill or some shit? Let's just fucking, let's get back to the slashing. Yeah, um, and... It is a bloody, bloody film. <laughs> yeah, it is. The body count's super high. Yeah, I mean, just that hospital alone in the beginning. I mean, I'll just put it out the, put it out there. There are more deaths in that first five minutes of the movie than there are in the entirety of uh, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, or the entirety of the original My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Um, and they are violent. Like, the uh, 1981 had to cut nine minutes because of the gore. It's more gore in the first five minutes of the movie than the entirety yeah. of the 1981 one. Yeah. The, Times have changed, I guess. Um, but you should watch Drive Angry, same writer, director. Well, I liked this and I like Jason X. So I get the feeling they'll probably like Drive Angry. Oh, yeah. It's like Nicolas Cage comes back from the dead for revenge. <laughs> okay. And it's the same kind of batshit crazy as this movie and Jason X has. Yeah, so I mean, if I, you know, I, I gotta imagine that I'll probably like all three, so. Um, which I own that on DVD for some reason. I have no memory of buying it. I just own it. <laughs> just in a drunk, fucking drive angry. Gotta get it. I, because I was pulling out next week's movie, because I have that one on Blu-ray. Ah, yes, I, I know what it is, too. Yeah, and I pushed this, I was like, what? I own Drive Angry? How? Well, apparently you did at some point. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely this movie I recommend more than the original. I I agree wholeheartedly. Then there's if you've seen both, there are a couple of nice little throwbacks, obviously, that the uh washing machine scene, but also there's a scene where uh Sarah's being chased with all of the the suits falling down. Yes, yes, that's another good throwback. So there's a couple of good throwback scenes in here, little nods. Also the kind of play on you know, Axel's not the killer this time, though you think he might be, so they're kind of flipping the script a little bit. And that makes this kind of an, uh, an interesting little murder mystery, too, because they're, especially if you've seen the original, you kind of expect it, but are they going to play with the tropes? Like, And they do kind of like uh, subvert the original movie a lot in terms of how it's structured, and it's very cool. This is a movie that is giving a lot of respect to the original, while also wanting to improve, improve on and iterate and change uh, the movie so that both new new people who've seen it can enjoy, it, but also people who've seen the original get a little bit of a uh, little bit of difference. Yeah, and a bit of, yeah, the characters aren't completely likable, but they are no. better than the original. Well, Axel, you know, Axel's is uh, an adulterer, but he's well rounded. Right. That. He's he he ultimately he has like his. He has a good heart. Not he's very bad with his his wife, but he, he seems like he's probably a good dad, and he's a very good cop. And uh, he he's he does his work. He's spending hours. He's up constantly. You know, he he definitely gives respect to the job he does. If he's not tapping to Irene's sex video, uh, I mean, he got to do overlay there. He got to do a little bit of work and some fapping. Yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, he's definitely got some problems with fidelity, but I mean, that's that's a flaw a lot of people have. Yeah, and Sarah, I don't know how to describe her really. Codependent. I mean, very codependent to the where she's just forgiving her husband's infidelity. But, you and, know. And even Megan, the other girl, is a nice character still. Yeah, she seemed, I, I you know, felt bad. I felt bad for her from the beginning part of the movie where she's obviously in love with Axel, who's not really interested in having, doesn't really actually want relationship. Doesn't really want a relationship with his wife. He just wants to, to hook up with people. Yeah, you pity her naivety. Yeah, she seems sweet. And Tom is well, an ass. He, he Tom sucks. <laughs> but, but you sympathize with him because he was abandoned by his friends, almost killed, ended up in a mental institution, and developed. You know, he's got multiple personalities, one of which is a serial killer. Yeah. And so you, there's there's a lot of sympathy for me, and it actually shows it at the end too. Because once he realizes what happens, there's a sadness in his voice. I don't know. The actor does a very good job in that. Scene. He does apologize. He's like, "I'm sorry, Tom." Yeah. He he. Once he realizes what's going on, there's there's no more there's there's no more vitriol. There's just sadness and resignation of what he has to do now. Yeah, and it's more like unlike slasher films where they're killing the you know, the bad guy to just so they could escape and live. It's more like they're putting down Tom. Like Yeah. Like old Yeller style. It's like I mean Tom is dead. We love you, Tom, but we have to put you down. Tom is kinda of dead from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He's been essentially, you know, metaphorically possessed by by Harry Warden. If not really physically possessed, uh, metaphorically possessed. And he was taking the medications, but it's not it's not helping. And that's it. He kind of had, of course, they wanted to make a sequel, so they had him you know, survive, I guess. But 
Yeah, but they didn't make the sequel. There was talk of it. I, I let me see if I can. I don't want to look it up. <laughs> they were gonna make a sequel. Somebody said no, so they're like, okay, no. That's fair. Um. So next week, for Fourth of July, you know, we're doing something actually related to it. Ah, uh, yes. We're doing Final Destination 3, which I pulled out today, but I didn't watch it yet. But I do need to watch it over today or tomorrow. Because this weekend, my work is doing their company picnic at Six Flags. Oh, hell yes. That sounds like fun. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't want to go on a roller coaster the same weekend I watch a movie about a roller coaster that kills everybody. (laughs) Well, I mean... (laughs) That is the plot. Yeah, but it also very much centers around a 4th of July celebration, which I was thinking on today. I was like, were they celebrating it or were they celebrating like their town's history? I can't remember. Um, But either way, there was lots of bunting and fireworks. So it's 4th of July-esque. That's right. At the worst case, it's 4th of July adjacent. Yes, but that's what we're doing next week. Um, Just the one, Final Destination 3. And hopefully Alexis does not die on the roller coaster. Hopefully I don't. I don't think I'm going to. I don't actually know if I'm going or not. (laughs) But now you don't want to go because you're worried about dying on the roller coaster. Well, no, because they're like, oh, yeah, it's free admission, free everything, except getting there. How far is it? It's Denver. So oh, the geez. north end of Denver. Three, three hours? Yeah. Uh, two and a half hours, yeah. And Oof. I'm like, and I have to go with somebody from work who I don't know them well enough to spend that long in a car. Yeah, you or, could, could or, get to know them, but... Or they'd like, you can bring your immediate family, and I'm like, no, I'm going to take my dad on a work picnic and have him... Because <laughs> s- he's not going to be able to go on any of the rides or anything, so it just be offensive to him that's uh that sucks but st- unless i i really buddy buddy with a co-worker over this week i'm probably not going fair enough but yeah final destination three next week but this was our episode on my bloody valentine 3d hope you enjoyed it big special thanks to charlie mcmullen and martha page for recording advertisements heard in this episode make sure to subscribe to us on spotify apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts And if you like what we do, make sure to leave a review and let others know. Help get the word out. For more episodes, check out our website, exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at PodcastExploit, or on Instagram, at ExploitedPodcast. Join us next time for Final Destination 3. Alrighty. Alrighty.